Yep. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Really good. Well, Merry Christmas to each of you. Thanks so much uh, again for joining us for our Christmas Eve service. My name is Jason. I'm one of the pastors here at Fellowship Greenville. And over the past few years, I've had the opportunity to share a few thoughts uh, on Christmas Eve. And you may wonder, Jason, do you share on Christmas Eve because you like Christmas more than the other pastors? Possibly. Uh, you might be wondering, is it because as a pastor, Christmas Eve is a, a work day, not really a holiday. So why wouldn't you take the opportunity to do pastor type things? Yeah, probably. Or is it because I feel a sense of camaraderie with Jesus since we both celebrate our birthdays in the month of December? That's definitely it. And uh, if you have a December birthday, then you know, you know what I know. The challenges of celebrating your birthday, the same month as people celebrating Jesus's birthday. Maybe you like me often feel forgotten. Maybe you feel a little overlooked. People are so busy with school programs and other holiday obligations. Budgets are tight already because of Christmas shopping. So you get the, oh, we hear it so often. Here's a gift for you, but it's also uh, for your birthday, but it's also for Christmas. I saw this on the socials. This is my favorite thing that I've seen over the last couple of weeks. This is wise men. They're showing up. There's Mary and baby Jesus. And then it says, uh, just to be perfectly clear, these gifts are for your birthday and for Christmas. I like that one. Oh, it was really good. I do look forward to this time every year. Uh, not just this service, but the Sundays leading up to Christmas, the season known as Advent, where we intentionally and purposefully remember Christ coming to earth to redeem mankind, and we anticipate his return for those of us who have a relationship with him. Our Advent series this year at Fellowship is entitled Word Made Flesh, and Charlie and Jim and I have enjoyed being able to take a few Sundays to talk about the incarnation. That God clothed himself in humanity in Jesus. A visible, touchable reminder that God is not distant. God is not far off and God has not drawn near in some vague or impersonal way. Rather, in the person of Jesus, he has become truly human. He has become, as we are, members of a deeply broken world. But through him and in him, there is hope for our brokenness. The, uh, the older I get, the more reflective I become. Maybe you can relate, and maybe it's because you two are getting older, or maybe it's because you're just a more reflective, pensive person than other people. But the season of Advent always meets me with reflection and pondering and contemplating, usually centered around the reality that the invisible God longs to be known, that he might redeem us. I believe there is a necessary simplicity in regularly remembering this truth. You see, we're told in the Gospel of John in chapter one, it says this, no one has ever seen God. So this, uh, this, this nice, cozy, sweet, fun, family-friendly Christmas Eve service, that's a tradition for so many of us, right? But this Advent season, this Christmas Eve service is also us stopping to remember the remarkable fact that the God who made us desired to reveal himself to us and he went to great lengths to do so. Think about it. Before Jesus was born, God desired to communicate with humanity, and he did. 
via visions and angelic visits and dreams and soft winds and thick clouds and burning bushes and columns of smoke and prophets with a message from him and a talking donkey. And then a long silence. And then a baby was born. Or as we've already been reminded this evening from the author of Hebrews, I'll read it over you again. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God incarnate, Emmanuel, God with us, or as John 1:18 says in its entirety, no one has ever seen God but the unique one, Jesus, who is himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. And so we stop again on this day to remember and remind and encourage one another to look to Jesus, to follow Jesus, that there is a necessary simplicity in remembering Jesus. And if the invisible God is going to make himself visible through Jesus, then maybe it would do us well to let our life's focus be solely Jesus. Or to say it this way, the reminder for you this evening, he is not some half God, our part God, our light God. As the Apostle Paul reminded us a few weeks ago when we studied through Colossians 1, it says this, Christ is the, vi- is the visible image of the invisible God. He goes on to say, for God and All his fullness, in all of his fullness, was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Which leads me to ponder this question. What does this mean? It means many things, but it definitely means that everything Jesus said, everything that Jesus did, Everything that Jesus taught, every interaction that Jesus had with a man, every interaction that Jesus had with a woman, every interaction that Jesus had with a child, everything about Jesus actually tells us about God. I want you to know me. I want relationship with you, God says. And the word made flesh, the invisible God made visible. Jesus makes it possible. And that is my simple yet necessary reminder for us this year on Christmas Eve. Don't lose sight of Jesus because Jesus is the one who makes the invisible God that you can't see, seeable. And this reality is unbelievably remarkable. But as we discussed a few weeks ago, if you were with us, the challenge for us is this. We struggle to continually see that with which we think we are familiar. 
So if you were to take our unintentional familiarity with Jesus and throw it into the world we're living in that is constantly telling us, keep moving, keep going, on to the next thing, consume at the fastest rate possible, and then you couple that with the reality that we have at our fingertips, the potential to believe that there is always something more exciting, more entertaining, more important, more applicable, more pertinent, more valuable, more worthy of our time, attention, and allegiance. Well, then you have the perfect setup to lose sight of the familiar, including what we're celebrating this evening. The reality is for so many of us, we're often looking at a small screen or a big screen or a million other things, all while not truly seeing. Or maybe to be really practical this evening, maybe you find yourself sitting here today, Christmas Eve, surrounded by many who love you and you love, while singing these familiar words. You've already sung them. Let me review a couple with you. Here's what you've already sung this evening. Come thou long expected Jesus, You were born to set your people free. From our fears and sins, release us. May we find our rest in thee. Or uh, silent night, holy night, son of God loves pure light. Radiant beams from thy holy face. Here it is, I love the line. With the dawn of redeeming grace or joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let the earth receive her King or the words you said from a pretty famous passage out of Luke. You've already said this evening, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And it can all be so familiar that we don't actually ponder it, that we don't actually hear it or see it because we've heard it and seen it so much that the invisible God has made himself seeable. The word made flesh, our savior, our only hope has arrived. Yet if you're anything like me, you're often on to the next thing, the things that keep us busy and occupied, the important things, the urgent things. But if you read your copy of the scriptures, it would seem very high on the priority list of the early church, the apostle Paul to the early church was reminding them to simply remember Jesus. I mean, Paul says in second Timothy two, remember Jesus. He also said this, maybe you're familiar. Paul said, I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The apostle Paul who wrote, who wrote a lot of the new Testament 
He says, I wanna know nothing but the life and the person and the teachings of Jesus and his work on the cross that has brought me life. So let me ask you a question. Does that make Paul overly simplistic? Does it sound silly? Do you think Paul's naive, foolish, not deep enough, theologically light, a simpleton? Or was Paul actually convinced that if Jesus were the invisible God made visible, then there is nothing more necessary or important than seeing, knowing, remembering, and following Jesus. Even over the past couple of weeks, it made me sit up and take notice. I was reading in John 14. The disciples that regularly hung out with Jesus at times didn't really see him, and they needed the reminder. Those who literally walked beside him missed him. Uh, In John 14, Jesus had just said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Those words had just come out of his mouth. When we read this in verse eight, Philip said, Lord, show us the father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but the father who lives in me and does his work through me. And I read this as I've been contemplating and thinking about it over the past couple of weeks. And here's what I think when I read it. I think this, I'm more like the disciples than I often want to admit. Bad eyes, if you will. Looking, but not truly seeing. Busy with good things, but often not seeing Jesus or remembering Jesus in the midst of those things. Now, you could be tempted to hear me say on this Christmas Eve, we should all try harder to remember Jesus. But what I'm actually praying that you hear is this, how Jesus lovingly and patiently and so graciously provides us with times just like this and many other opportunities daily to look to him, to remember him, to see him, to follow him. To contemplate the ramifications of the invisible God made visible through him because he's not a try harder to do better God. I don't know your background, a lot of you in the room, I don't know your church background. But he's not a try harder to do better God because he knows what you've come to discover. Your try hard enough is never enough. And your better enough is never the best. It is the reason he came for us. Pastor Tim Keller is known for saying this and I love it. I reflect upon it often at Christmas time. Christmas is telling us that we could never get to heaven on our own. God had to come to us. So the necessary simplicity of remembering Jesus, who he is, why he came, the life he lived, what he did, what that means for us, 
Well, that's of utmost importance. It is actually the motivation for all of life, no matter where you find yourself today in life. Even in this room today, there are so many people that are in so many different places. And as I was writing down a little sermonette that I was supposed to give this evening, in my mind, I was thinking of different people that would be here. That there are some of you that have yet to decide if you want to follow Jesus with your life. And I want you to know that even if I don't know you by name, what I've been praying for you, if you can identify that and that's something you're processing and thinking through, I've simply been praying for you that you would truly take the time to see Jesus. Not somebody's version of him. Him. To take a copy of the scriptures and to begin to read in any of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that there you would see Jesus. There are many of you that joined this evening after a, a hard year, a difficult season. And my prayer for you has been, as you remember Jesus, that you would be reminded that he's never once forgotten about you. That he sees you and that he's with you. I would imagine that we have some here this evening uh, you're in a season where maybe you're looking for a new church home. You're checking us out here at Fellowship Greenville. Maybe you're looking for a group of Jesus followers to link arms with. Well, unapologetically, this is us. A group of people desiring to remember Jesus, walk with Jesus, and make much of Jesus. He is our focus. And to the Fellowship Greenville family, if this is your place, as one of your pastors, I would say there's no greater joy than to remember Jesus together. I've actually been thinking about the beauty of making the last words I say to those that I love and care about and interact with before leaving them, just saying after goodbye, or maybe right before, remember Jesus. I've actually been practicing it with people that I'm close to over the past couple of days. I like it. I need the reminder. I actually think someone saying that to you or you saying that to someone actually is an indication of how you're currently seeing Jesus. Like when you hear someone, if you thought of someone saying goodbye to you, you go, remember Jesus, how does that hit you? Are you a little like indignant? Like, well, why do you need to tell me? Of course I remember Jesus. You don't have to tell me to remember Jesus. I got that. Or do you think, simpleton or do you think what I've been thinking thank you because I really need the reminder as I carry on about my day and as I go about my week that if you dropped your kids off for school and the last thing you said to them as they hopped out of the car was hey remember Jesus the college kid that's home for the holidays when you hug them and tell them goodbye before they head back to school. Remember Jesus. The family that's gathered under your roof for this 
next week or a few days before they head back to their state, their city, as they leave. Remember Jesus. Or just on Sundays after we've worshiped together and thought about Jesus and worship Jesus, that as we head back into the places that God in his kindness and sovereignty has placed us, that we encourage one another, hey, as you go this week, remember Jesus. There's a song that's meant a good bit to me uh, through the years around Christmas time. And I asked Matt if he would sing it over us as we get ready to wrap up our service. It is a song for me that is a piece of me remembering Jesus. That he would willingly, lovingly, expectantly, intentionally come to us to redeem us. The invisible God made visible. The word made flesh. God with us. So Merry Christmas, Fellowship Greenville family. Remember Jesus.